Hi, Nick Green here, host of Behavior Fit Radio, where we talk health, fitness, and behavior analysis. Let's start the show. This episode is a weekly review. What I'm going to do is go over last week's uh, social media posts and happenings and uh, add some insights as I wrap up the week. I hope you enjoy. Just a quick plug before we get started. I created a new continuing education course called Getting Started in Applied Behavior Analysis and Health and Fitness. So if you want to learn a little bit more about what I do and get some CEs along the way, go check it out at www.behaviorfit.com forward slash academy. All right, good morning, everybody. It is Friday, October 23rd. Holy cow, one more week of October. We got Halloween coming up, and then it's going to be fall time, or it is fall time. Anyway, geez. I uh, hope everybody's uh, October's been going well, had a good week. Uh, let's get right to the post this week. Um, actually, I had going back a week now, I got six posts to quickly go over. We got uh, talking about Enrollment in my course, uh, podcast, controversial exchange, exchange, a post about response effort, consistency, tech snack, and self-monitoring. Okay, so uh, last Saturday I just shared a, a quick post on, again, internal plug here, four reasons why you should enroll in my new course. Um, reason number one, you want to learn how behavior analysis applies to health and fitness. So you've heard it on this podcast, you've seen it on the my social media. Um, you see my general approach and see like how I target health and fitness behaviors. Reason number two, you want actionable insights, items on exploring a career practice or a side hustle in health and fitness. So um, those three options, I think it's good to say like if you want a career, if you're career minded, that's great. Maybe you have some action items that I can list out for you that would be good first steps. Um, if you want to implement some things into your practice, there's good, there's a Good considerations there, and then a side hustle. That's kind of been my my thing right now. But um, that's reason number two. Reason number three, uh, you want to build competency and expertise in this niche area. And last but not least, you're a BCBA, Board Certified Behavior Analyst, and you need CEUs, bonus CEUs, if you need ethics CEs. So four reasons why you should take the new course. Other posts here, I had a buddy, uh, Ryan O. He has a, uh, a podcast called The Controversial Exchange in which he just talked about how they wrapped up that podcast and just gave me a nice little shout out on just the different graphics which you've seen um, that are on my page here. So um, take a lot of pride in putting together nice, clear, concise, you know, useful information for everybody. And um, yeah, he he gave me some love there, so check out their last podcast, The Controversial Exchange. All right, I had a little interruption there. I was uh, had my son woke up. I had to put him back to bed at 5 in the morning. I had to go work out. So with the magic of podcasting, you have no... Uh, you didn't know we took about a two-hour break there. Um, anyway, back to it. Next post, uh, response effort. So response effort is a... Is a um, as a general term, we use in behavior analysis, but uh, sometimes it kind of lacks um, some type of quantitative quantitative measure. So I looked at, uh, let's go ahead and define this um, term and give some examples. So, oh, I'm out of breath, came upstairs. Um, 
uh, response effort is the, a quantitative dimension of fitness behavior, really any behavior, that describes how much force or, quote, effort to complete a desired behavior. So um, it's a common term that's, that usually describe, describes how difficult something is, but um, oftentimes it lacks kind of that quantitative dimension. So I give two examples here. Um, first one's force. The second one is distance. So you can think of force being like how much weight is displaced. So in a in a weightlifting kind of uh, setup, right, you have 135 pounds on the barbell. You have, you know, 20-pound dumbbell, right? You can say this is a more effortful exercise because uh, you have to lift more, lift more weight. And the second type is distance, and that would be how much distance you travel going from A to B, right? You have a 400-meter lap. You have a 1,600-meter mile or, yeah, 1,600-meter lap uh, or one mile. So... Something could be more effortful, higher response effort if there's more distance uh, required uh, to travel. Um, and so, with that being said, um, force and distance, then you apply that to, you know, some type of uh, physics work equation. Now you talk about, okay, I was able to complete this exercise given this amount of force in a shorter time, so the effort was uh, less. It was not as effortful anymore because you did it in a shorter amount of time, but that's a whole other conversation. But response, effort, quantify it, force, and dimension. Uh, the next post, I talked about consistency. So this is a, a, pay, a, a client outcome uh, graph here. We looked at um, a client's uh, exercise minutes. They became more stable over time with a combination of uh, goal-setting, feedback, and treadmill walking. Now, really, uh, I would say the most significant uh, environmental piece here that was, re was responsible for the uh, behavior change was my client actually bought a treadmill, but the piece here that's most important is that you see the consistency here of meeting 150 minutes of uh, exercise for eight consecutive weeks, which was very exciting. So this post was a nice little line graph, and you see their baseline. Their first data point was 28 minutes a week, and now in the past eight weeks, uh, she has averaged well over 175, you know, close to 200 minutes a week, which is fantastic, right? So um, consistency, consistency, consistency. Uh, next post uh, talked about something I learned about a few years ago called text neck. Now, really, um, text neck is all about what angle your head is positioned at when you're looking down at your phone. So if you're looking at your phone, um, and there's a picture here, a diagram, you kind of have like four shadowy pictures all layered on top of each other so at zero degrees your head is upright you're looking forward your head weighs 10 to 12 pounds when it go when it starts to tilt down at a 30 degree angle the weight that is placed on your neck and uh, uh, spine then increases to 40 pounds when you go to 45 degrees it goes to 49 pounds and when you go to 60 degrees that you know that common angle when we're looking down at our phones it produces a strain of up to and, and force of up to 60 pounds. So text neck is then really um, the kind of a general term for just the amount of time that you're uh, the amount of time you spend engaging in this looking down behavior. So what's the reinforcer? The thing that we're doing that is valuable to look down at. It's looking down at our phone. So there's um, good ways to fix this. So you would you know that's where the ergonomics uh, folks come in. So you'd want to hold your phone at like eye, you know, at eye level. Hey, you want to have monitors up at eye level because once you start getting into this kind of, uh, uh, these different neck angles, that's where all these aches and pains from, those musculoskeletal disorders. So um, text neck is that uh, looking down um, at the phone 
and it doesn't have to be the phone you could be looking down at a book you could be looking down drawing so again this is more of like the functional piece the topography what you're actually doing the behavior you're engaging in um, the consequence doesn't matter as much so it's all about keeping that keeping your neck up so tech snack the, the graphics kind of cool so make sure you go check that out and then the post from yesterday we had self-monitoring 101 so i've had a lot of people request uh to, to know you know how do we apply self-monitoring to you know kind of health and fitness behavior so this is a nice little uh slide deck here um so self-monitoring why self-monitor uh, self-monitoring is a validated behavioral procedure that improves meaningful performance so there's plenty of research to show that when somebody is actually checking off um, things monitoring their own behavior um, good things happen in the in the desired uh, direction so by definition, self-monitoring is an individual's determination of the presence of a target behavior and is, actually, and is usually followed by self-recording the behavior. And self-monitoring includes two parts. One, observing your own behavior to determine if the fitness behavior occurred. And two, recording the occurrence of the fitness behavior. So you have to observe something specific and record that data point. So step one, pick and so to observe, you need to pick a health and fitness behavior that can be observed. So if you can see it, if somebody else can see it, then it's behavior and um, um, overt behavior, right? So we can see that uh, thinking is behavior, but we're not going to go down that path, but uh, uh, picking behavior that we can see and measure. So a couple examples would be steps taken, minutes ran, weight lifted, reps completed, cookies eaten or vegetables eaten, calories consumed, all these things. So things that you can measure and the environment around us. So step two, you need to record those data um, when those behaviors occur. Example recording methods, pen and paper, clicker, data in an app, right? We live in the smart world now, so mostly everything is recorded automatically, whether we know it or not. So, and I end the slide here with the key here with self-monitoring is that you must engage in the process of observing and recording your own fitness behaviors, because if not, then you're not self-monitoring and those, uh, those validated procedures, I would say, likely do not apply. So, for example, like your your Apple Watch, your iPhone, your Fitbit, that's going to record your steps, but whether or not you're actually um, observing them yourself and re, you know going through the process of recording the, them or, or reviewing that information, then you're not self-monitoring. So that's the key. You must uh, you know be purposeful in like what you're actually selecting and then um, review those data accordingly. So and I have a couple of references there for all the academics, all the nerds, a couple articles um, to review. So those were the six articles or six posts of the week uh, for